Chapter Eleven of The Morning of Joy by Horatius Bonar. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Grace. Our fountainhead of blessing here is grace. It was to this grace or free love of God that we came when first the consciousness of want and sin awoke within us this grace of god we found to be large enough for us and altogether suitable so that while we felt ourselves unfit objects for anything else we were just the more on that account fit objects for grace either for wrath or for grace we were fit but for nothing else for nothing between we shrank from the wrath and we took refuge in the grace between the one and the other the blood of the accepted sacrifice had made a way a way of holiness we saw that way we saw it to be free and unchallenged we fled along that way and soon found ourselves beyond the reach of wrath under the broad covering of grace nay under the very wing of the gracious one of him who is full of grace and truth it was the knowledge of this grace that rooted up our doubts that quieted our fears and made us blush for our unbelief and suspicious mistrust it is the knowledge of this grace that still keeps our souls in peace in spite of weakness and sin and conflict being permitted to draw upon it without limit and without restriction we feel that no circumstances can arise in which we shall not be at liberty to use it nay in which it is not our chief sin to stand aloof from it as if it had become less wide and free with all this large grace placed at our disposal to draw upon continually what folly to be afraid of enemies and evils and days of trouble for thus saith the prophet blessed is the man that trusteth in the lord and whose hope the lord is for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit jeremiah seventeen seven and eight it is in this grace that we continue acts thirteen forty three it is in this grace that we stand romans five two it is in this grace that we are to be strong two timothy two one it is in this grace that we are to hold fast hebrews twelve twenty eight margin it is this grace that is sufficient for us two corinthians twelve nine it is this grace that we desire for others saying the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you ephesians six twenty four all is grace from the beginning to the end unmingled grace in which no respect is had to aught of good done felt thought spoken by us so that the history of our life is wrapped up in these blessed words where sin abounded grace did much more abound romans five twenty we have found that the new sins of each hour so far from closing the fountain of grace against us opened new springs of grace for us springs of grace which we should never otherwise have known nor thought it possible to exist not as if sin were less vile on this account david's horrid sins were the occasions of opening up new depths of grace unimagined before yet his iniquity lost none of its hatefulness thereby so grace is ever gushing forth upon us to sweep away each new sin yet in doing so it makes the sin thus swept away to appear more hideous and inexcusable the brighter the sun the darker and sharper are the shadows so the fuller the grace the viler the sin appears and as our personal history as saved men is the history of abounding sin met by more abounding grace so is the history at large of all things in this fallen world what is all israel's history every step of it but the history of man's boundless sin drawing out the more boundless grace of god 
what is the church's history but the same so that each of the chosen and called ones who make up its mighty multitude can say with him of old whose name was chief of sinners the grace of our lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in christ jesus one timothy one fourteen and what is even the history of this material creation on which the curse has pressed so long and heavily but the history of grace abounding over sin and rescuing from the devouring fire this polluted soil all has been of grace hitherto and all shall be of grace hereafter in this respect there shall be no change yet this is not the whole truth for the brightest disclosures are yet to come the first coming of the lord opened up to us heights and depths of most wondrous grace but his second coming is to bring with it discoveries of grace as marvellous and as yet unrevealed that promise the lord will give grace and glory psalm one hundred thirty four eleven seems specially to refer to the time when after days of sad longing verse two and weary journeying through the valley of baca verse six we appear in zion before god and standing with the new jerusalem we sing the song of blessed contrast a day in thy courts is better than a thousand as if this new outburst of grace which meets us as we enter the gates of pearl overpassed all that we had tasted before the apostle peter also points forward to the same period for the full display of grace when he speaks of the grace that is to be brought unto us at the revelation of jesus christ one peter one thirteen indicating this to us that in that day new and larger circles of grace shall open out just as the horizon widens when the sun ascends to this same day the prophet zechariah points when he says he shall bring forth the headstone with shoutings crying grace grace unto it zechariah four seven but especially is this truth taught us by the apostle paul when he tells us that god's object in quickening us together with christ in raising us up together and making us sit together in heavenly places is that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through christ jesus here he heaps word upon word as if he could find none strong enough for his purpose it is not merely grace but it is the riches of grace nay it is not this only it is exceeding riches of grace riches of grace not only excelling all other riches but excelling all those riches of grace that have hitherto been known as if past grace were to be forgotten in the plenteousness of that which is to come how often in israel's past days when sin abounded has grace come pouring in obliterating it all as if it had never been but in the day when the redeemer shall come to zion and turn away ungodliness from jacob at the moment when their cry of despair may be hath god forgotten to be gracious shall grace come in upon them like a flood fuller and richer than anything that they or their fathers knew bearing down mightier obstacles and levelling higher mountains of iniquity for it is written in reference to this time therefore will the lord wait that he may be gracious to you he will be very gracious to thee at the voice of thy cry isaiah thirty eighteen in that day shall grace not merely bring forgiveness to israel but raise her to a height of glory in the earth and eminence among the nations so that the past shall not be remembered nor come into mind how often in the church's past history has grace been magnified each age has brought out to view new wonders of grace because of which she has praised the god of all grace but the abundance of the past is not all that is in store for her her returning lord shall bring with him all the exceeding riches of his grace and upon her shall these riches be expended 
when caught up into the clouds to meet her lord in the air and to be forever with him she shall be led into the treasure-house of grace and get a glimpse of its vastness each step in her past course has drawn forth a fresh outflow of abounding grace grace found her in the desert land and in the waste howling wilderness grace drew her out of the horrible pit and out of the miry clay grace washed her and clothed her and shod her and girded her and decked her with ornaments ezekiel sixteen nine to eleven giving her beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness grace strengthened her for warfare and hardship and labour making her more than conqueror through him that loved her grace comforted her in the evil day wiped away tears poured in fresh joys and threw round her the everlasting arms grace taught her to pray and praise and love and trust and serve in spite of the ever-revolting heart within grace kept her as a stranger and a pilgrim here without a city and without a resting-place on earth looking for the city of foundations watching for her lord's appearing amid all the heart-sickenings of hope deferred and wearying for the bridegroom's embrace undazzled and undistracted by the false splendour of a present evil world but the grace that has brought her thus far is not exhausted for it is absolutely boundless like the heart of him out of whom it comes and as it raises the church from one level to another its own circle is ever enlarging the resurrection dawn the morning of joy brings with it new stores of grace we had thought that grace could go no further than it had gone here in forgiving so many sins in saving us with so complete a salvation but then we shall find that grace had only begun to display itself it was but the first draught from the deep well that we tasted here grace meets us as we come up from the tomb to load us with new blessings such as eye hath not seen nor ear heard it clothes us with the royal raiment it seats us upon the throne it gives us the crown of life revelation two ten the crown of righteousness two timothy four eight it makes us pillars in the temple of our god it writes upon us the name of our god and the name of the city of our god it gives us the morning star it gives us the white stone and in the stone a new name written which no man knoweth saving he that receiveth it it makes us to eat of the hidden manna it leads us back to the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of god it brings us into the bridal chamber it sets us down at the marriage table teaching us to sing let us be glad and rejoice and give honour to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready it carries us into the midst of that city which has no need of the sun neither of the moon to shine in it whose wall is of jasper whose foundations gems whose gates pearls whose streets translucent gold it gives us to drink of the pure river of the water of life clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of god and of the lamb all these things grace is yet to do for us in that morning which is to dawn when this night of weeping is at an end all this glory this exceeding and eternal weight of glory we shall owe to the exceeding riches of that grace which is then so marvellously to unfold itself heaping honour upon honour and gift upon gift and joy upon joy without end for ever in this let us mark the difference between christ and his church the bridegroom and the bride the same glory invests both but the way of receiving it is widely different to him it is a reward of righteousness to her of grace righteousness crowns him grace crowns her these marvellous honours are in his case the claims of righteousness in hers the mere award of grace 
of him it is written thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity therefore god even thy god hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows psalm forty five seven while of her it is said who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace given us in christ jesus before the world began two timothy one nine what righteousness does for him grace does for her and oh how boundless must that grace be when it can do for her all that righteousness can do for him that coming day of grace sheds light upon the present by showing us how vast and inexhaustible that grace is which is pouring itself out of the bosom of the father through the blood of the son if these riches of grace be so exceeding great then how is it possible for us to entertain the suspicion that so often haunts us now is there grace enough for the pardon of sins like mine grace enough to secure welcome and acceptance to a sinner like me what is there grace enough to receive myriads washing them clean and presenting them blameless in the day of the lord with exceeding joy and is there not enough for one is there grace enough to pour out such wondrous glory upon the multitudes of the undeserving hereafter and is there not enough to bring forgiveness to one undeserving soul just now so that in thus telling of the grace which the ages to come are to unroll we are proclaiming good news to the chief of sinners good news concerning the infinite largeness of grace good news concerning him out of whom this blessed stream is flowing oh what a rebuke to fear to doubt to suspicion to unbelief is the truth concerning these exceeding riches of grace yet to be developed is it possible that we can go on fearing doubting suspecting misbelieving with the assured knowledge that grace is so free and large so sufficient to embrace the whole circumstances of our case so suitable to each special want each special burden each special sin shall we dare to make more of the sin than of the grace of the want than of the supply of the burden than of the relief shall we not be ashamed to magnify our sin beyond the grace of god and to reason as if the grace that can confer on us the kingdom and the crown of christ were not large enough in compass to cover our sins oh the folly of unbelief folly without a name and without an equal to believe in a grace willing to place us on the throne of the universe by the side of the everlasting sun yet not willing to pardon us a grace large enough to say come ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world yet not large enough to say be of good cheer thy sins are forgiven thee it doth not indeed yet appear what we shall be yet as the womb of grace knows no abortions we know that he who has begun the good work in us will perform it until the day of jesus christ the grace has not had full room to expand itself and show all the vastness of its compass our life is hid our glory is hid our inheritance is hid our city has not yet come down out of heaven from god in the pit of dothan it did not appear what joseph was to be his strange dreams did betoken something yet who could have thought that he was to sit upon pharaoh's throne it did not appear what ruth was to be when she lived in moab a stranger to the true god or even when she left home and kindred to cast in her lot with israel that blessed scene of love and faith when orpah kissed and ruth clave giving forth a heart of no common mould did intimate something but who could have thought that she was to be a mother in israel from whom messiah was to spring so we do not now wear the aspect of that which we shall be we do not look like kings and though at times 
when we get a glimpse of the promised crown and when a vision of its nearness passes before us our face flushes our eye kindles our gait unconsciously assumes unusual dignity yet in general we look very unlike that which we shall be sometimes the star of nobility the badge of our order flashes out from the sordid covering and glitters on our breast yet this is seldom more seldom now in these last days than formerly for religion even the best has sunk down from its primitive loftiness into a tame second-rate inferior thing and the still clinging garments of the old man cover in or quench every rising ray of anticipated glory what different beings grace would make us would we but allow it yet instead of allowing it we put it from us content with just as much of it as will save us from the wrath to come we shrink from its fullness as if we should thereby stand committed to a far holier walk and higher style of living than we are prepared for for the grace of god that bringeth salvation teacheth us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts and to live soberly righteously and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope even the glorious appearing of the great god and our saviour jesus christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works the grace that flowed in upon us during our long night has been large and manifold but it is not ended with the night the morning brings with it new stores of grace when that grace unfolds itself then shall it appear what we really are our present guise will fall from us we shall stand forth as heirs of god and he who hath given us grace shall also give us glory he who led us through the night shall bring us forth to the joy of the morning End of chapter 11